0: I'm Amy Joe Martin. Welcome to the Why Not Now Show. Go, 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 go. You know that thing you've been thinking about doing? Yeah, that one. Why not now? Have you ever actually taken the time to ask yourself, what's stopping me? Let's talk it through. This is your chance to give that idea the attention it deserves and take action. Each episode, I have a chat with a fascinating person from entrepreneurs to athletes, celebrities, my parents, rocket scientists, and all walks of life we talk through a critical time when they've asked themselves, why not now? We dissect that day or even that moment, step by step. Happy New Year. Welcome to the final show of the Why Not Now podcast. Final show of the year. I am sitting across from my lovely husband, who is also the producer of the show, if you didn't know that, surprise, surprise. And we're going to we're gonna try this gig together this time. This is the first time we've recorded a full episode together, so here we go. I have some notes in my head, but we aren't really following any kind of contrived template. There have been so many things over this past year that we'd love to share with you. I'm sure you can relate to in different ways. And first, let me just welcome you, Mr. Richard Gruer.
1: Thank you, Amy J. Martin. It's lovely to be behind the mic as opposed to tinkering with it.
0: (laughs) We are sitting in our home studio in the Black Hills of South Dakota, and it is snowing. I don't know if you'd call it a blizzard outside, but (laughs) flurries. blizzard definition can be...
1: It's not festive. Put it that way. It's it's beautiful, (laughs) but it's not festive out there at the moment.
0: It's not exactly a winter wonderland. It's like a winter... wondering what's going on to the <laughs> land. Are we anyway, still talking right now? Yes, we are. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk. Let's get straight to it. I mean, last year at this time, and I'm going to try not to tear up because they just came, um, we were a couple weeks out from learning we had a miscarriage. We also had gone to your, what we thought was going to be final appointment to get your green card official. Yep. And we struck out with both of those, right? So... We were kind of just in a little bit of a daze and also considering a potential move to Austin, Texas, which we adore and love, putting our house on the market. Richard was considering, you know, what his career path looked like. As a side hustle of the producer of this show, we had been talking for months about, maybe longer, about you coming over full-time and working together with me And so that was on our minds. And it was just a little bit of a daze. And you fast forward a year, things look a little different.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really great look at how much can happen in a year, positive or negative. But when you – that was a really – you know, it was a troublesome ending for us for that year. And it really put a dampener on what we'd hoped for for 2018. Uh, But I think what the the real lesson is when we – we and I'm sure we'll get to this but when we decided to just really surrender to whatever was planned for us and however you want to manifest who or what is behind that but when, once we surrendered to that things started to change and we found that this you know looking back on this entire year has been it's not without its ups and downs but for the most part we've been able to turn all that around and I think the lesson there is that there's so much you can achieve in a year even when you think that everything is, is unachievable or those goals can't be met, you know?
0: Yeah, even when your strategy is kind of to trust the process. I mean, we were really left with, you know, my personality is just make it happen. Do things, right? <laughs> just make it happen. And then knowing that that just wasn't really an option in these cases, that there were so many factors out of our control, the government and you know, Mother Nature, that it was like, all right, so let's just uh, have confidence in whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. And it seems like the second we we flipped that switch and we were like, all right, hands are in the air, mm-hmm. you, you know, someone else can uh, start calling the shots because whether that's science or the universe or architect in the sky or whatever, it was like things all of a sudden started happening. I yeah. mean, I think literally the night before we had the night before we got your letter in the mail, we were talking about the green card and you just as a little background, Richard has had a, tr- a tricky time coming into this country. He's he moved here from Australia what 5 6 years ago. Mhm. Making the the process official after we got married has been oddly challenging and There was a point where we were like, wow, we might have to move to Australia or Mm -hmm. potentially back to England where you're from originally. So I think when we finally just were like, you know what, whatever, (laughs) you got your green card in the mail after what, two years?
1: Uh, It was a lot longer. It was probably about two and a half years. I think – to take a step back from that the ability to control what you can control there was so many factors that were out of our hands and we decided to, to to let those kind of be whatever and whenever they would be and then just control what we could control and really focus and zero in on that
0: yeah
1: and it's been a really great exercise uh, but yes to answer your question about two and a half years and I mean I think there's a an entire podcast series about immigration that I could probably oh my God. <laughs> put together but I guess the long and the short of it is it isn't easy at all to to do it, and I think to anyone going through that process, wherever you're from, for anyone giving opinions on on how things should be done or what have you, you need to kind of do your research about the entire process and talk to people because it isn't easy. And we had a fairly cut and dry yeah. case, you know. We thought so, we were, but that's a whole someone. that's a whole different
0: but discussion. But we're proud to say you're no longer a legal <laughs> alien.
1: I'm no longer. We- uh, Resident Alien, I am a legal resident.
0: Yeah, which is lovely. You lost your alienhood this last year.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Um, which I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I prefer you to be here on uh, solid terms. (laughs) So, um, skipping ahead to what what we we talked about some pretty big things there at the at the top of this. You know the the journey to becoming parents. Well, I mean, if if you follow on social or have been on the interwebs. I've been so excited as has Richard, and we've been shouting from the rooftops. We're finally expecting mm-hmm. a baby renegade in early summer. So that's huge for us because this has been years of a challenging journey. Mm-hmm. And as another thing, it was like, all right, there's only so much we can do. I think too, there there was a podcast guest on probably more than a year ago now who was a Navy SEAL, and he talked about the circle of concern versus the circle of influence. Mm -hmm. And if you can imagine having a piece of paper and actually drawing two different circles, they're not touching each other. This is not a Venn diagram. Two separate circles. One is a circle of concern. One is a circle of influence. This is coming straight to you from a Navy SEAL that uses this strategy. The circle of concern is just stuff. You can be concerned about it if you want, but you have zero Control or impact, so you just put it into that little circle and you try and shelve it, basically, right? You know you have zero impact, and then the circle of influence is focusing on what you do have influence on. It's such a simple concept, mm-hmm. but to know that this is being used at some of the with some of the biggest decisions of even that are being made as it relates to the people on the front line for our country and our safety, like, it's a pretty solid strategy. So I've been using that a lot in the last year too.
1: Yeah, I think for and f- for listeners as well and for all of us that go through those kind of why not now ideas or, you know, anything big and or small in our lives, we get caught so caught up in, A, what other people are thinking and then the stories that we make up in our head about how things are going to go in the circumstances and how things are going to play out. Whereas if we just focused on uh, one thing at a time and what we can control and have influence on, the path to whatever that goal is or the path to quite-unquote success, whatever you view that as, is a lot, uh, not easier, but it's a lot more efficient and it's a lot more achievable mm-hmm. if you're zeroing in on those things.
0: For sure. So the one of the big shifts this year was you leaving this amazing job that mm-hmm. you had. Yep. You know, this so now, gig. A moment. It was huge, right? But let's be honest, this was not just a why not now, let's burn our boats and do it all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I think we, tr- we tried to do that like three times and we got a little bambi legs. Mm-hmm. But let's talk through what actually happened because I know a lot of people who listen to the show are considering a big career shift. And so we just went through this with you. So share your perspective of what that was like leading up to it.
1: Yeah. It, and to sort of set the stage as a job I was at for uh, about three years <clears throat> running a nonprofit. Excellent job, great company, great family to work for, great cause, and, you know, there was a lot about the job that I I loved. And And let's
0: just pause real quick. I know that you're not big into bragging rights, but it's pretty freaking cool. So you were the executive director of the Bruce Lee Foundation. Mm -hmm. Bruce Lee as in, yes, that Bruce Lee. (laughs) And it was pretty amazing to be exposed to his philosophy and learn so much about it. Yeah. And... And you did a rad job. So I just had to pipe in there as little. Yeah,
1: children. I mean, incredible human being, and Shannon Lee, his daughter, is also. She's been on the podcast. I encourage you to go and listen to that. Also, she's a, incredible. Yeah, an amazing human being, and they do a lot of wonderful things over there. And it's not an easy job um, that they have, or, or uh, because they answer to millions. There's literally millions of people around the world that
0: who are very that, opinionated. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they love
1: Bruce. So, uh, so if, uh, you know, t- t- to kind of frame that up, I definitely did not hate my job at all it was quite the opposite so it, it wasn't an easy decision to make and i feel like a lot of you listening probably have that same thing where it's you want there's that the level of comfort that we have with a, a good paying well well paid job and the comfort and the predictability of it and especially when it's something that you you do like um, but you do see the opportunities other maybe it's the gifts that you have that you want to explore or other business opportunities or what have you and then maybe not as predictable an outcome. But for us, we we took all the things that we talk about. It was a really great lesson. Like you got to put your money where your mouth is. Uh, certainly for Amy Joe, and I, because on the show, obviously, we talk about uh, a lot about burning your boats and running the numbers and um, what's the worst thing that can happen and all, and all these questions that you we sort of say to ask yourselves when going through your why not now ideas. And moments, and so for us, it was a great lesson in okay, we need to do that, we need to do all these things, and it did take it was a you know it wasn't a a short path or a straight path to get to the decision to to finish up at the at their job and and when we did make the decision finally to do it, it wasn't a clean exit at all. I'd looking back certainly could have handled it a lot differently, but you know say i v you learn from the things that you do, I guess there was there's a lot of learning in that for me, but
0: and the, I think you were being as graceful as you knew how to be at the sure. time. It's yeah. never easy when you feel like you're leaving family. Right, like Your team was family. I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't just, these weren't just coworkers.
1: So. Right. And I think the biggest thing for me was seeing that there the, the potential to grow for you and I and for our family and um, to make change in the world and still have that Have the change that we make benefit other people, our listeners, and and people in the Facebook group and things like that, as well as our own family, and have that freedom to explore our other ideas together, work together, and have. Uh, one thing I was missing in my role was face to face. I was working remotely, so it was I struggled towards the end there with that, with just not having that physical presence, and I think that was evident on both sides. So, I, you know, and I hope now that. <clears throat> Now, a bit of time's gone on that they realised that and they were able to kind of foster something more physical because I feel like there's some great opportunities uh, with the work they do. But for us, that made a huge difference. You know, the amount of work that we were able to do and how efficient we were yeah. working together, It's it's been amazing. So when we did make the decision, we made the choice to put our marriage first and doesn't always, <laughs> it didn't always work out that way because we're both hard workers and get into oh. a... Get into a habit of, like, work, 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 work first. That's Especially all you do. Especially when
0: work. you work from home yeah. and you live in kind of an isolated mm-hmm. place and sometimes it's snowing outside and there's nowhere else to go. Right. <laughs> um, but you're right. So like PJs thinking, all day. No, thinking kidding. about the literal of this. So we did run the numbers several times, just in case it oh, yeah. changed.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and had scenarios and had you know this was this wasn't a rash decision which i've been known to make in the, in the past but this was very calculated but at the same time i think the bigger risk in my heart was our relationship mm-hmm. not risk but like this just the bigger circle of influence and and maybe concern right. and so we were we talked a lot about that because it's i know that the dynamic we're, we're pretty much we balance well, mm-hmm. right? So I think your strengths are my weaknesses and some of my strengths are for sure. not yours. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, run the numbers, run the numbers. And finally, I don't even know, if if we were to ask ourselves, what was that why not now moment?
1: I think it going back to how you opened the show, really, I, I, I think the catalyst for that why not now moment, the actual sort of leaving the job and, and working together was really just – it was born out of the the miscarriage and the green card appointment not going as we liked and really just kind of saying, well, screw it. This is one thing that we can have control over and mm-hmm. it will net out however it's meant to net mm-hmm. out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've we done more in, since you've joined the team than I've done in probably three years. Right. Also. And it's so nice to be able to focus on what I'm uniquely qualified to do and mm-hmm. And you have the strengths in these other areas. And it's just been, from a business standpoint, it's been a dream. It couldn't have gone any better. We hit and exceeded our goals, blah, blah, blah. From a marriage standpoint, we'd be lying if we said it wasn't a little challenging at mm-hmm. times. And so that's anyone that works with their spouse or is thinking about working with their spouse. Or
1: any kind of family member, I think, regardless. a good point. Yeah.
0: Because I've worked with family members, too, and... And or close friends that feel like family mm-hmm. because those are just as much family. Thinking that through and having kind of an agreement, almost like a commitment. It's putting out in front, okay, what are we going to do if this situation comes up mm-hmm. or when we know that this healthy tension clash will arise? Um, because we did. We, we've had days where it was like we finally ended up <laughs> getting to a point where we were like, Let's just have someone help us guide through this process. Mm-hmm. And so we found a friend who well, I, I think also that, goes by marriage. Right, therapist. and, but, and uh, just to, <laughs>
1: just to kind of frame that up, it was more in preparation. It it wasn't really getting to it. It wasn't like we got to a point where we're you know arguing all the time or anything like that. It was more a, a preparatory thing. Whereas, okay, let's get some outside assistance mm-hmm. to really kind of help guide us through this and to give us some tools to really kind of elevate our work-life integration mm-hmm, for um, sure in a better way which
0: is like preventative versus yeah. I like to call it vitamins versus
1: medicine <laughs> vitamins it's
0: good to go see that help when you are right. just wanting some vitamins
1: or it's, so I think as a it's friend a,
0: calls it an oil change right we all need to tune up <laughs>
1: I think it's the same thing in business right I mean you you outsource or you find the people that
0: Guide can you. do
1: yeah do what you can't do yeah right and um She's been a business consultant as
0: much as right. I mean, yeah, totally. Technically,
1: yep. Yep. Yeah,
0: so that's been really positive. I think.
1: Yeah, it has. Sorry, I was reaching for my tea. I
0: wonder. (laughs) I've been slurping my tea, and I know, I know you don't like the sound of that when you edit this. But it's more
1: ice. I um, tried to challenge myself with like, well, not saying any crutch words. So no arms, no likes, no you knows, no kinders. (laughs)
0: At least I'm not (laughs) counting them. I've had someone do that before in audiences. (laughs) You said and 14 times. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We tackle the most taboo topics on the Why Not Now show. Oftentimes, you're hearing guests share things they've never shared before. In the spirit of things we don't typically talk about, you should know that the Why Not Now show is supported by Poopery, the original before you go toilet spray. It's magic. My friends at Poopery have literally taken the smell out of you know what. This pure blend of essential oils stops bathroom odor before it begins. Visit poopery.com and Why Not Now listeners get 20% off with code WhyNotNow. That's all one word. And you can hear the story about Poopery in our interview with founder Susie Batisse. That's Why Not Now episode 28. Poopery is also available at Target. Hi everyone, if you are digging this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It just takes a moment and it means a ton to us. Also, after recording more than a hundred episodes, I've created a bit of a cheat sheet on the top five things I've learned from renegades and how they get from idea to action, from dreaming to doing. I will email you the downloadable PDF when you subscribe to my newsletter. Just head to amyjomartin.com and click on Connect With Me. Okay, 2019. So everybody's thinking about this. Hopefully you have been thinking about what does your vision look like? What do you want this year to bring What do you want to leave behind, take with you, and create new? I would love to share that for the first time I believe ever in my life, I do not have specific goals and metrics that I am striving to achieve. And this is very intentional. It's not just lazy. It is trying to follow this vibe of surrender and space. Those are two of my words for 2019. And by that I mean really leaning forward into what life is serving up to me versus trying to create some vision in my head that has limits. So it's been pretty exciting to practice this. And it's Bambi Lakes because I love a good spreadsheet and list of goals. But my type A matrix pivot table self is taking the back seat.
1: Well, and I think it's it's not – like you're taking the back seat, I think it's just focuses in it's, a different area, right? Well, the
0: approach is, is different. Yeah,
1: it's a different tactic.
0: Mm-hmm. It's amazing how I think we can limit ourselves when we try to structure our future and vision so much. Obviously, it's great to have a vision. And I'm just starting to realize that this universe has been around a lot longer than me. And it's been around that block, not its first rodeo. And it tends to know... A lot more. (laughs) So, if I can go with that flow a little bit more—not snowflake in the wind, like lost—but I really focus and lean into that and and be intentional.
1: Yeah, I think amazing. It it is. And what do you? So, looking at how your process of creating goals and like getting to those goals, what do you think is a different? So, taking this new approach, how are you going to be approaching it differently? Because you can't. And maybe this is just how my brain works, but it, could you just let it all happen? Or are, are there still like, is there a list of bullet points that you're still going to follow? Or how, how is this going to look for you, you think?
0: Honestly, no list of bullet points. It's it's crazy because this is very different from how I'm wired historically. But the um, the book Surrender Experiment, which I've mentioned before mm-hmm. on this podcast, Michael Singer is the author, It helped me realize that our biases can dictate so much of our future. And if we can try to just at least put those in the backseat per se and and try to be more open-minded, our future can be – we can't even imagine what Mm -hmm. it is. Like we're not capable to Mm -hmm. comprehend. So I just have this – I feel like goals can be so limiting. Um, and I think this has taken many years. This is not like a, hey, I'm just going to sit around this year by no
1: means. I could never see you doing that <laughs> Like it's this impossible. last year,
0: <laughs> I think we had a flavor of this in our last year for sure. And mm-hmm. our business, just from a metric standpoint, has has grown leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, so in space for me, it's like, oh, I just, I just like some space on my calendar, space in my physical presence right. space in my head.
1: <laughs> and so, to, so well, two, two thoughts that come to mind with that. Well, two questions, I guess. One is, so do you feel that you're decision-making, because there will be times when you need to make decisions, right? Oh, yeah. So is that decision-making process done via the gut or, you know, is there another way you see yourself making decisions?
0: Yeah, so, I mean... Intuition has been something I've been working on Mm -hmm. honing for the last couple of years since starting this podcast. I think the letting go of the forcing, the grasping, the chasing, just to hit a number, reach a goal, have some metric, um, I end up doing better. And I think it's just a different approach, making decisions from a different place. And I don't know if gut is the right... I know that... the. The connotation around intuition and gut and stuff can get a little woo-woo and fluffy. But being intentional about why am I making this decision Mm -hmm. the way or why am I considering leaning this way? And, um, yeah, that that force muscle just is really weakening in a good way.
1: And maybe it's something we can can revisit too once you've sort of had a few big decisions that have come your way. And especially with the little one on the way. Mm-hmm. There's, there's good, we, I mean, one thing that we typically are not very good at, listeners, is um, strategic no's and purposeful yeses. So I think that that is going to be a big challenge for us next year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think this is a really good example of for going back to people that, you know, listening that have their own businesses or are wanting to work with their spouse or family member or already do, when you have, and I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but when you have someone who complements your skill set, and that you've you kind of work together to build that trust, and I mean, because just this is still very much a team effort, and you know, mm-hmm. revolves uh, a, a, you know a lot around yourself, and then I help execute and all those things, but I think that I am really happy to see that you are now able to get to this place with, like, okay, I feel like I can release enough. To trust that things are still going to happen, and then take a different approach for myself, and still get things done, and mm-hmm. and however that looks for you. So I, I think for people listening, maybe the, the if you're if you're looking for a little more of that, if you're a CEO or you're a founder or what have you, or even if you're not, you're just running a business on your own, and you're thinking about making a hire, those are things to look at for you know future use of your own time. So if you can find someone that complements your own skill set and can help you get to that point. Mm-hmm. Then you do, in time, create more wide space for yourself and the ability to to experiment in different ways. Would I be right in saying that?
0: For sure, yeah. absolutely. And the I think something you said about us not historically being us meaning I think it was me, not being great at <laughs> strategic nose makes and, the dream work, man uh, strategic <laughs> nos and purposeful <laughs> yeses. What's interesting is that I look back at our the point we were just making and the strategic, Knows and me wanting to do so much is because I truly enjoy and want to do it, but right. also exactly. it's just clicked with me. Oftentimes, it was a reflection of the goals of the metrics, mm-hmm. and it was like, Yes, I wow. want to go travel to do that because that's going to help us get closer to the. And so, it's really going to be interesting to see my no thank you muscle hopefully mm-hmm. getting a little healthier. Because it's not that I don't know how to say no. <laughs> I'm fairly good at that. It's just I don't want to say no. Right. And I think now the intention and the fuel behind the no thanks is going to be coming from a different place. So that's really interesting to me.
1: For sure. I, I like that. And one of the things that you talk about a lot, even in our home life, is like if it's not a
0: hell yeah, it's a, yeah, he,
1: he, a hell yeah or a heck no or, or however you phrase it, i would leave that to you. But I think it's not a
0: hell yes, it's a hell no.
1: Right. It's got, it's got to be one or the other, right? Yeah. So,
0: and if it's in the middle, it's a no,
1: yeah. If, if it's it, an
0: I don't know, uh-huh. it's a hell, I don't know.
1: It, could, it right could, now. don't it, make
0: the si- decision
1: <laughs> totally. It could be a hell, yeah, but shit, I should run the numbers first or,
0: yeah,
1: you know, discuss it with someone for feedback. But trusting yourself, and I think this is something that Marie Folio in the clip that we had last week in last week's episode, she kind of touched on as well. It's like there's only so much additional feedback you can get, and if you've if you kind of know. From the outset, or if you if you're still searching for more yeah. answers or more feedback, it's probably because you you know you already know the answer,
0: right? I also she had, put it a lot
1: more eloquently. eloquently no, than I
0: didn't. that's pretty much. If you find yourself seeking a third party opinion so much that you're relying on it, right. you probably that's a pretty good sign. And yeah. then I had this um this coach years ago where I was at a crossroads with business or life. I don't remember what the situation was, but it was big big fork in the road. And I was like, Mary, I don't know if I should go right or if I should go left, if I should try and find a up or a down. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you don't know, sit down. Sit down at that fork in the road and don't make a decision. And I think asking ourselves, are we actually forced to make a decision right now? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is yes, but rare. Mm-hmm. Usually it's no. So that's really interesting. So what about you? 2019,
1: well, I'm taking a different approach. I'm setting some goals. <laughs> God, I can help you. <laughs>
0: I can live vicariously through your one spreadsheets.
1: Is, <laughs> right, right. We both love a good spreadsheet. You, are, I mean, if one of Amy's superpowers is her ability to create spreadsheets. So if, if anyone needs a, a wicked formulas good formulas, <laughs> I, I thought I was good, but she's pretty incredible. Um, so I guess the there's one of those arms. One of the one of the big things I think. Is to well. not I think I, one of the big things I know is to prepare for being a dad. That's a huge thing for next year and beyond, like for the rest of life. You know, so I'm not going to try. And I'm not going to overcook it. Um, speaking as, of which, speaking of which, Ruby's Ruby's our dog. Ruby's in the background. We may we may let her in otherwise she'll bark. Um, we have a
0: double soundproof walled studio, and she's still making it through. I wonder if you can hear that.
1: Should probably maybe bring her in. Um, so back back to your one of the big things is yeah. is <laughs> we should bring her in, okay, let go. her in. I will cut it. we'll cut this out. Okay, we'll keep. Okay, so Amy's going to go let the dog in. So you'll get an appearance from Ruby. Uh, I think for me the so that's the biggest goal is preparing to be a dad and um, and how that looks. I don't know. So we'll we'll circle back with you on that. But the other is musically. I I had this re- revelation. Yesterday and this morning, actually, in the shower, where all good ideas come from, um, as Simon Sinek kind of talked about in his episode many moons ago, about if you don't create that white space for yourself or that time, then how are you meant to get new and great ideas. Anyway, so I was in the shower this morning, and uh, I've just so, uh, taking a step back, one of the things that's kind of hit me in the last couple of days about being a dad is, is legacy and what we leave behind. And I don't mean in a financial way, but most recently, so my, my natural father died when I was five weeks old. I was very, very young. And uh, I only, he was 27, 28. And I only really know him through, you know, what my mom tells me and the very few people that are still around that kind of knew him. And most recently, my cousin, who is more like a brother to me, my, he, Rob, he, he's, he has had a set of my dad's vinyl records for many moons. And I, I was over there this year to, to see him and, and his, his family. And I was able to bring them home. I haven't taken them out of the case yet, but there's about 30 or so records there that for me, I get to, when I do sit down and listen to those, I get to really understand him a lot more. The, the, that I, I, you know, it's from his teenage years through to his, you know, early to late twenties, and there's some great records in there, all the stuff that I love. So I get I, I, one thing I'm looking forward to is understanding more of where my musical tastes come from, um, and also more about him at that time of his life. So I was just thinking about legacy and that, and that sort of thing, and I'm thankful that I've, in my creative process uh, there are a lot of songs, whether it's been in bands or personally, I've put out that our children, child children can look back on. Um,
0: there's just I, one. Yeah. Well, there's one so far, yeah, one at the moment. <laughs> okay. um,
1: but what I'm, what I'm really wanting to do more of is I feel, and say with the, for the, the podcast, for you, you know, mm-hmm. I want to create more of that to give bigger pictures and more clearer pictures of what things are happening in my life through the way that I know how to share it, which is through music. I'm not very good at communicating like one-to-one like this. And that's not Amy breathing in the background. That's Ruby. No. <laughs> um, that sounds
0: like a self-restricting. Uh,
1: well, statement. it's it's not. I I I think what it is, or I know what it is, is that I am better at communicating.
0: You prefer. That's your talent. That's yeah, your well, genius.
1: I, I, I prefer it. Yes, but I also believe that I am better mm-hmm. at it. I can share my message clearer okay. through through music and through lyrics, and um, that's something that I want to be able to do for our. Children, so when when I'm not here anymore, and they have these songs and things they can listen to, that they get a, a clear picture of what was going on with me at that time of my life, uh, which is which is awesome. So I've committed to long winded answer to your question. I've committed to more music next year, more output. So I'm going to um, burn my
0: share bo- it on the show.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm going to burn my boat right now and say a, a three track EP out by end of March. And then my goal from there is, which I think is very achievable, is just that one one new song a quarter out awesome. on iTunes, Spotify, and all that stuff. So that, that's that's my personal goal. Obviously, there's work goals as well that um, we have, but that's a big one for me. And obviously, the parenting thing is a is a whole new ball game. So, but I'm lucky We're, to have a pretty amazing partner in crime to help <laughs> along with oh my that. gosh. Thank
0: goodness we've got each other. <laughs> so,
1: listeners, any advice for a new expecting parents? Maybe we don't ask that.
0: <laughs> it's debatable yeah. how much people want advice, right? And can, we just
1: said before about the third-party advice. So yeah, let's, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not.
0: Yeah. We retract that yeah. statement. Mm-hmm. It, words of encouragement.
1: Words of encouragement, please.
0: Uh, Keep your advice ignorance to is bliss. <laughs> We're claiming ignorance is bliss right now, <laughs> as long as we can. Right. So, I am really jazzed about this next year. I feel like this. This last, the 2018 was like setting the stage and preparatory, preparatory Mm -hmm. for some huge expansion. And in 2019, and I'm just grateful for everyone who has joined us in this journey, listened to this show, is constantly wanting to level up personally Mm -hmm. what that looks like and living a more you know purposeful life quality of life doing what you want to do yeah living in that circle of influence it's it's truly pretty amazing that we get to sit here and share and and also bring on some of the amazing people that join us on the on the show so thank you for listening and thank you Richard for mm-hmm. putting this together week after week we're getting sure. ready to go to australia in a couple of days
1: yeah See my mom for a seventieth.
0: Yes, so we will be still bringing the the podcast episodes. This doesn't this doesn't sleep. There's no vacation for the <laughs> Why Not Now show. No, not at all. <laughs> and,
1: and just to echo what Amy Amy just said, we are, we can't do this without you, and we don't want to do it without you. Uh, the work that all of you do. Uh, that we see in the private Facebook group and we just it's the emails that we get and just through social posts and however you share that experience, that really l- helps to elevate us too. And so through through your effort and through your achievements and your struggles and challenges and overcoming obstacles, we also get to you know we get to share that with you, but we also get to grow too. So it, it is a hopefully a, a dialogue and not a monologue, as my lovely wife would say. And, of course, we're open to any and all feedback. We always love hearing from you. Guest suggestions, topic suggestions, go and follow us on, on Instagram at Why Not Now. Join the private Facebook group. You know, if you feel like sharing, this is a total promo now, but if you feel like sharing your favorite episode with your friends or family or someone you think might benefit from a small bit of advice or something you've heard on the show, then please do that. That, that helps us reach more audiences and helps our community grow. And uh, we love that. So thank you. It's been a, yes. been an awesome year, and we'll see you in 2019.
0: Yes. Isn't that And right, thank you to our amazing partners as well. So we are signing off for the new year. We're actually going to be on a flight in the middle of New Year's Eve for the celebration, and we're missing New Year's Day <laughs> because we're crossing the international date line. Right. And so that's a little interesting way to start the year. But we will see you on the flip side, and thank you again for an amazing 2018 Cheers to 2019. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the show. Hit me up on social media to let me know what you think. I'm at Amy Joe Martin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I want to hear your why not now moments so I can share them on the show. Just send me a note to why not now at amyjomartin.com For show notes and other offers, you can visit amyjomartin.com forward slash why not now. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter for exclusive content and announcements. A big thanks to Rock Salt Music for all of the tunes by the talented John Coggins. And of course, a hat tip to Richard Gruer for editing and producing the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, Why not now?